I may not have the face, voice, or persona of Marilyn Monroe or Madonna, but a happy birthday to you. The marvelous Marver's birthday here on the Sports Cubicle as your Chicago Bears beat Lovey Smith's Houston Texans 23-20, moving to two and one. Week three of the NFL here on the Sports Cubicle as we have our Bears post-game show. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marver, Devin Tingle, Paul Shabari later on the show. I'm Mike Mercado, and it was an ugly game. A lot of frustration in this game, some injuries in this game. But the Bears walk out with a victory. Marvelous on your birthday. We got to see Justin Fields go eight for 17 and two interceptions on 106 yards. But after the really bummer of an injury of David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert steps up 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns, averaging about eight yards a carry. Cole Komet shows up a little bit with two receptions for 40 yards. Uh, Darnell Mooney. Hits the stat sheet, two catches for 23. You even saw uh, uh, EQ say Brown. Khalil Herbert got in the passing game. Byron Pringle, and so he got hurt. But the big thing I wanted to also mention, give a shout-out to Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson. Both showed up, Ball Hawks. Roquan, who struggled week two, having a lot of things, not even knowing he was going to play, shows up, has a huge game. Marvelous one. On your birthday, what did you see at Soldier Field? What did you see? Week three, what did you see in this 23 to 20 victory for your Chicago Bears? Well, I was, uh, I'll mimic what the, they said in the post game. I mean, <laughs> Fields said that he that he was going to use the A word, he said, but he, <laughs> he played, he played badly and he, and he wants to look at the film because it was, you know, he's very disappointed in his performance. And then that, and he, he said he missed some targets, you know, and he, and he, uh, he needs to, when he's under pressure, he admitted that he needs to, to, to take throw it away which we've talked about before instead of taking a sack so he's, he's got these things in his head which is which is optimistic and uh the other good news is that montgomery the coach said it's not going to be a serious injury it's a it's a leg injury but it doesn't look like it's one of those cl type of things hopefully yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that, that's good news but but uh Her- herbert stepped forward and to, it would be nice to have both of them healthy uh, it would be quite a combination and, and the and they, you know, and, and it was good to see even Ebner come in and, and, you know, get some work. So I think that the running game has been pretty successful all in all. I mean, over the last uh, few games of the season, I mean, they, they, they even, you know, they got uh, 281 rushing yards today, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, and five, you know, 5.9 yards per play, their passing yards was only 82, which is disappointing. So, uh, but they were pretty efficient on third down six of 14 and, and whatnot. And, uh, so, uh, you know, they, the time of possession was pretty even. And, you know, unfortunately, Houston isn't too much of a measuring stick for me because they're, they're admittedly kind of a bad team um, and uh, a coach by kind of a retread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovey Smith. I mean, I, I never expected him to get another NFL job, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, so, you know what, Barbara, yeah. let's, let, let's interject yeah. to that since we have a few minutes about the Lovey Smith experience. I, growing up, I obviously didn't get to watch the 85 Bears. So I don't, my love for Mike Ditka is more <laughs> through pop culture and growing up in the city. Lovey Smith to me was a heck of an NFL coach for a long time. And I yeah. do think he got done dirty going 10 and six with that team. 
Lovey Smith had a lot of things that he did wrong. What there were times where it was clock management, timeout management, the way his offensive coordinators. Uh, there's a lot of things we could say about Lovey Smith. But I also think now that we have history, we know how bad this front office is, how bad this ownership can be. And I think they did him dirty because of hires that they made with Phil Emery and Mark Tressman and mm-hmm. that whole regime. But with that being said, this does goes to show how much the game has changed since Lovey took a team to the Super Bowl. And right. we also know the splits. And I, and I want to get your thoughts on this from the game you were watching. Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans going in with Davis Mills. Nice quarterback at home, but we know his splits on the road. Do you think this matchup with <laughs> the retread of Lovey Smith, knowing the, the draws of his cover two, how they were able to attack it, do you think, and, and the measuring stick of it, do you get a little nervous in the progression of Justin in this game, the way this offensive line kind of looks, or is this what we've been talking about, about the growing pains we're going to see for the next 14 weeks? Well, I, I, I think that the, in the press have talked about how the, the bears were practicing against this defense because the, the Lovey Smith defense is pretty similar to, uh, to what the, you know, the bears play it's because they're, I guess these, these guys are from the same branch of uh mm-hmm. Of this of the, of the coaching tree, so to speak. So that was supposed to be helpful, but the passing game wasn't all that impressive. And you, you I mean, you talk about Lovey Smith. You know, they did play in this. He got into the Super Bowl in 06, After all, in addition to what you mentioned about him maybe being fired with a with an excellent record. So uh, he, you know, but still, it looked like you know with Illinois and all that. Yeah, I, I thought exactly. maybe he was done. He was going to maybe be an assistant. And you know, he's now uh, he's not that young a guy. He's, he's 64 now so you know it's a uh, you know he's, i thought he was kind of at the end of the line but be that as it may i, I don't like the beard too much either by the way <laughs> <laughs> that, i don't think that's that attractive it's like santa a santa claus lovey no it's like a, it's like a dave letterman beard too, which I also think is but in any event yeah men with gray hair shouldn't grow beards i think but that be that as it may i, I oh, want to oh. grow a beard i can't say anything because right. my baby <laughs> you were saying well i I can't grow one. So, <laughs> in any event, uh, but it was good to see Lovey back on the sidelines, and and unfortunately his team is not that good. But this 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 mill, I mean, I, I really didn't know that much about their quarterback. I mean, he seemed to be a pretty good passer today, and uh, he took advantage of whatever uh, defensive lapses there might have been from the Bears because you know he he was he, you know he got uh, 237 yards passing, and that's pretty darn good. And uh, you know so their passing game was good now. It's interesting in a lot of these games, even watching college games as I did yesterday, somebody a team can really be shredding the other team with passing, move down the field, and then they can't get in for the red zone. So they may they may have time of possession, they may have tremendous stats, but you know the key is to have more points than the other team. Mm-hmm. So uh, and the Bears succeeded in that thanks to the Roquan Smith interception, and we got to give Cairo props for making all those field goals too. I mean, obviously that was key. He made three, mm-hmm. three for three. So, you know, and even uh, Eberflus was, you know, uh, giving a praise to Jackson on defense. And, and of course, Roquan and thought that Herbert did a good job stepping up. And it seemed like everybody agrees that Fields has got to improve. And uh, is it is it the surrounding cast? I mean, <laughs> even in the post game, you know, the the, the, the post game show that the, the, the often is watched by a lot of people. Uh, Miller was saying they need to get a number one receiver <laughs> because they don't really have one. I mean, is it Mooney? I guess it is now, but 
but I mean, you can't, I don't think you can make that kind of trade in the middle of the season, getting Allen Robinson big, whatever, but, but, <laughs> but I think that, that you know, he made the point that they, they need a real number one receiver and uh, you know, the technical aspects of it, whatever the defense is, again, in answer to your question, it seemed like they had an advantage that they would know what to expect, but you know, in that case where they, where somebody knows what to expect, they're going to change what you expect probably, you know, yeah. and try to make an adjustment so that it's different. Than, you know than, than what than what they're you know practicing against to make it kind of you know uh, difficult for you and I, I don't know why they can't seem to get people open or whether fields isn't seeing them I don't know what the issue is but it seems like there's not a, a disconnect on the, on the passing game for them and, and the running game works just fine and a lot of times what's going to happen is 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 a, a a team like Green Bay Monday night okay so we had a great running game Green Bay up by two touchdowns. Let Bear, I mean, maybe they want the Bears to run the ball a lot <laughs> and run the, the clock. clock. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and in that game, which we didn't get to discuss yet, they got to a questionable situation near the goal line where they could have gotten within one score. So, you know, I was saying Green Bay is going to probably let you run the ball. And then they're so cocky, Rodgers, et cetera, that they'll figure you get within one score. That means nothing. You know, <laughs> it really doesn't sometimes. You. I own I you. Own you. <laughs> So I just wanted to mention that too, since we we didn't cover that game either. But in, in terms of this game, it's a nice win. It's better to win than to lose. And they're in a, a position here where they've got you know the Giants and Vikings and Commanders coming up, and so they're in a position here where they could gain some confidence by winning some games by not you know being spectacular. <laughs> Let's put it that way. There are some yeah. things I wanted to hit on that you. I'm yeah. glad that you kind of went down some of these avenues. Yeah. I think the first thing is Jim Miller bringing up. You need to get them a number one. It's yeah. going to be interesting because this coming up draft, they actually have a number one, uh, a, a first round draft pick. Yeah. Now, are you going to use that on a left tackle? Are you going <laughs> to use that on a uh, rusher? Are you going to use that for a wide receiver? I don't know. The real question then becomes you have a hundred and something million dollars of money because this is the thing about this bear season. It's it's going to be frustrating. I think for a, a different amount of reasons, if you mm-hmm. don't, you know, make your expectations, if you don't tamper them a little bit, and this is what I mean by it. Okay. One, they're not going to be bad enough to get a number one, the number one pick. So already that frustration, you, you got to get that one done with it on top mm-hmm. of it. They have a lot of, dead money on this cap so they're paying for players that aren't on this team so they can only bring in so much people and -hmm. then you have what's going on with justin right now we know that there are going to be times where we see the flashes because we think he's the goods and then there's going to be times like right now and i think you have to be honest with yourself and the assessment that we're making does he need weapons yes does this line need to get better? Yes. Are people playing on this offensive line that are in oppositions? You're missing your center. You're doing this rotation with Patrick and, and Tevin Jenkins. So there is a lot of, but it also, there is a lot of turmoil, but it also follows on Justin. You talked about the window. I think we mentioned it last week. I definitely mentioned it with our interview with Josh Buckholter earlier on in the show that an NFL window is different than a college window. And your anticipation is different. You're not throwing to the guy when he's open. You're throwing to the guy when you think he's going to get open, when he's making his cut. Are you, are you making your progressions? Are the Bears telling him, no, 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 you're not trying to just go with your main. You're going A, B, C, one, two, three. Who's your Y? Who's your U? How are you doing? And, and I think for Justin, it's going to come down to how can he process it? And I think it's fair to judge that. Because it's one thing when it's on the field when you don't have the same talent. But mm-hmm. all the mental stuff, it's what's important. 
Can he make the play come in and out? Is he progressing it? Is he feeling the pocket? Is he making the right decision, the right reads? Mm -hmm. I think it's a little early, but it's fair if you are concerned. Marvelous mm -hmm. one, are you, do you think people are justified after watching this to be concerned with Fields' play? Well, here's the thing. seems like the Chicago press is pretty much saying that we're playing now for 2023. I mean, you yeah. read, the, read the press, that's what they say. Yeah. Now, based upon Fields' skill set and, and watching him in college a bit, it would seem to me as though they got to make the defense honor his running ability more. In other words, he has to be a threat to run, and they have to see that they have to cover that. In other words, I mean, I'll give the line credit. I mean, it's not Herbert that did it alone. There have to be openings for him to get through. So the, the offensive line, as much as they're criticized, gets credit for any time a guy gains 100 and some odd yards, obviously. And so give them props. But to me, it would seem like they, the defense has to say they have to be, you know, a middle, a linebacker has to get to the point where they got to keep an eye on, on, on the quarterback because he might run. And, and he, he hardly ever does. I mean, even on a handoff, maybe in a handoff, they'll fake to a guy and maybe he should run and then, you know, or a play action. Or so. so they've got to freeze some more linebackers thinking that fields might take off because that's a skill set he has. And I don't think it's been fully utilized. That's one observation. But in terms, and that will open up a passing game in my view, because maybe now the linebackers were running towards fields and maybe there's a, a, a you know, a, a five to 10 yard throw that the commit might be open or whatever. And, and that's just, Something it takes an inch. I see, yeah. That's in this NFL. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's his skill set. You have these quarterbacks that are fairly immobile, like the Texans quarterback. You know he's not going to take off. <laughs> so you don't have to, you know, look at that as a threat. So that, that's that's one observation that I make, that his skill set would, would, to me, and, and it was really utilized well in college, I thought, that, that uh, I mean, it's a different game, obviously, different skill levels. But uh, if you can freeze a linebacker or two, you might get a, a, re, a receiver open, I think, right? <laughs> That's it. I mean, think about it. The difference in the NFL is a step. A yes. half step is what makes somebody wide open. And that's what's going to be interesting next season. So I don't want to, you know, we're not here in the sports yeah. cubicle where right. we are breaking down our post game show as your Chicago Bears beat <laughs> the Houston Texans 23 to 20, yes. moving to two and one. It's the marvelous one, Dan Marber, Devin Tingle, Paul Shabari throughout the entire show. Yeah. I'm Mike Mercado. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle TV. And I think one of the interesting parts of this entire game is we talk about the future and trying to find, you know, we're talking about the media already mm -hmm. talking about 2023, 2024, mm -hmm. you're two and one and you're going to fall into a couple wins. I don't think like Minnesota with Justin Jefferson and Dalvin cook, they have talent, but they're willing to give you the game. Kirk cousins. There's time three. He wants to give it to you. The commanders mm -hmm. Absolutely got steamrolled by Philadelphia. Philadelphia might be a Super Bowl contender. Mm -hmm. But this is what I want to talk about for Bears fans. There is a, a blueprint to this, and it's mm -hmm. Philadelphia. And it's the reason I bring them up. You're mm -hmm. looking at Jalen Hurts. This growing pain is real. But the Bears in the NFL, we've noticed this. The margin of a great team to a bad team is very thin. And I think for this Bears team, you need games like this. And I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, Marvelous One. You, you, I mean, we know I am, but I want you to bounce this with you. <laughs> yeah. That I think on film, it's important to have these sloppy wins. 
because this Bears team isn't good enough to have all this crazy confidence beating a team by 20 points. It would have done nothing for the Bears to have three touchdown win over the Texans. I feel like you learn more. They're going to learn more with a game like that. And all you still get the W, but all the mistakes you made. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I for one am encouraged by some of the stuff I've seen, but I also want to talk a little bit about what the future in the next few weeks is going to be. Do you think they're going to open up this playbook even more? You talk mm-hmm. about what we've seen play well for Justin, what he does well. The most entertaining, most fun, most modern-day football we've seen for the Bears is when they're moving the pocket. He's mm-hmm. rolling out to his left or right. You're seeing yeah. receivers go up in the middle of the field, somebody running a, a drag, somebody running a straight. Like, yeah. And that's when it's at its best. Do you think we're going to see more and more of that, or are they going to have the kitty gloves on for him? The big play for San Francisco in my mind was a broken play yeah, where a yeah. guy broke open. So, I mean, <laughs> the, you know, uh, you know, uh, so that was more or less lucky in a way mm-hmm. that that happened. But I, you know, I see that, 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 that is going to be, now when we look at it, I mean, the Giants are probably overperforming right now. That's the next opponent. I mean, the Bears could actually be five and one, you know, if they get in the next three games, but let's not get ahead of ourselves in terms of, of what's happening now. I think that there will be, they, they, I mean, they've got to open up the offense a little bit, I think, and, and get, get a little more creative. They did the, 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 you know, an end around with the, with the receiver, things of that nature, get a little bit creative, but uh, play action, you know, and uh, you know, and some, even a, a draw play, they could even do a, you know, a snap to the, to the running back. I mean, all kinds of different things exist, whether they use them or not remains to be seen. So I'd just like to see a little bit more variety, a little bit more creativity so that the defense doesn't know what to expect that, that you know, and, and maybe that will help the passing game. So I'm going to run some names through this. Okay. Because we want to talk about the passing game and people are just so excited about next year. Okay. How different is this bears team? If let's say you have DJ shark on your team. Well, obviously any playmaker helps. <laughs> so, so there's no question about that. The, the thing is, is that, uh, uh, it's hard to say if, if one individual player will make a difference because I mean, I've seen excellent college receivers, for example, not even make it in the league. Mm-hmm. So you never know uh, what's going to happen, but uh, it would obviously a playmaker helps. There's no question about it. <laughs> and I, I'd be all for that. And I think this is what's very important. We could kind of put this week to rest on this and kind of look forward to next week against the Giants. And I believe that that's going to be a game where we're going to see Saquon maybe go crazy, but we'll get to that in just a a second. Now, this, let's say everything being equal, right? Mm-hmm. Bears win this game two and one, and you just beat the Texans. Mm-hmm. What are the feelings of the fan base? What is the the vibes? A win is a win in the NFL. Every win matters. <laughs> but you didn't see this wasn't a win in which Justin, like he did against San Francisco, a broken play hit somebody up the middle. But or even against the 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 Packers, where he made a play and got into the 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 goal line. You know, he got into the pylon. So, how are the vibes of this game? Yeah. You know, is it because Roquan got that interception and put it away? It feels a little bit better because this is a guy who's going to have to earn money. It's a, a a game where Justin played bad and you still found the way to win. Do you think that the vibes, the energy, it's good going into a game against, uh, against the Giants 
Is the mm-hmm. fan base happy? How would you, after all this that you watched, yeah. where, where are the emotions at? Yeah, I think that the, the fans in the stands were getting pretty excited. Looked like they were going to dominate at 10-0. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I thought that perhaps that would happen. I, I was surprised that Houston, based upon what the press is saying, was competent enough to, to make it 14-10. You know? yeah. Because, yeah, even Field said during the week, they have no star players, he said, you know, out loud. So and maybe that was, uh, you know, bulletin board material. But <laughs> in any event, so, I mean, it was good. I mean, the other thing is, is that I, this might be a reason that they don't want Fields to be out running. I saw what looked to me to be a helmet-to-helmet hit when he was in the sidelines there, and he was like, doozy, yeah. doozy, and, uh, and that. So I can see where they don't want to risk injury with him, you know, going, uh, you know, but he, he, can, he, he can head for the sidelines. He's fast enough to outrun a guy to the sidelines, and he should do that, you know. And I see that with other, you know, uh, fleet fo- you know fleet-footed quarterbacks where they – they're able to head to the sidelines and the funny and some of them almost dare the the cornerback to hit them you know because there will be 15 more yards <laughs> as they get to the sidelines right well i'm glad you you bring that up too because it is something that we've mentioned on this show about him he needs yeah. to get down he needs to make sure his head gets down and i i need to see the nfl take care of him now the nfl takes plenty of care of quarterbacks we were already too much but you know this guy is a big kid 63 230, maybe a little bit lighter than that, but I yeah. think that's all guys bounce off of him. And that's where it's dangerous because Josh Allen, you said we, you know, we talked about your uh one of your schools in Big Ben. Big yeah. Ben used to get crushed. Cam, yeah. Cam Newton used to get crushed, and they wouldn't call it because they're big dudes. Justin yeah. needs that's gonna be something over time that he's gonna learn. Because Justin is a has a four four forty, right? Like a super fast dude, but he's not Lamar, yeah. he's not Kyler, he's not Vic, where they had superhuman speed. Yeah. Justin Fields is a supreme athlete. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. If he, you're going to design the, the, the place to be like that, then you better make sure your offensive line gets down and is blocking him, that your mm-hmm. tight ends are blocking, that your receivers are able to hold the block. That's going to be really important when it comes to the, the maturation of, of Justin Fields. But mm-hmm. if we're talking about vibes, I think you, you hit it right on the head. A win is a win. I think people are excited because if you're in the stands, it's exciting. Two and one is better than one and two. And the only, depending on what happens between Green Bay and Tampa Bay as of this recording, you're right up there with Minnesota. Detroit's mm-hmm. a heck of a team. So that's going to be fun. But you know, you have a better quarterback situation than Jared Goff. So I think there is some positives that you can have as a Bears fan. But I want to just spend a second as we wrap up this week. But now we look at New York. Again, mm-hmm. how much of a litmus test is this? And we talked about it early in the season. The Bears can win a lot of games because the schedule is favorable. But if you win this, if you lose this, do you learn anything? Or is it, again, one of these cases where if Justin Fields goes 8 for 17 for 106 and two interceptions, you learn more from that than a win? Or do you learn the same thing as if he goes 12 for 24, three touchdowns, and they lose? Or they win? Like, do you think this all just is going to – from this moving forward, it's all just what we see on the field, the standings, and score be damned. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a big advantage. You know, we're going to have a, uh, the Giants will have a short week. Oh, <laughs> they, yeah. They Monday night. So, I mean, maybe that can work to our advantage, but the Giants have overperformed in my opinion. So I don't know. They're, they're you know, they're, they've won their first two games and we'll see how they do against the Cowboys. I mean, they, they, they didn't exactly throttle uh, anybody uh, so far, but uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, they, last week they beat the Panthers by a field goal. So, I mean, that's not overwhelming. So, uh, 
you know, we'll have to see how they, they do tomorrow. I like, I'll watch that game with great interest to see if, uh, you know, how the, if this is a Giants team that is going to be tough or, or not. I mean, they obviously have playmakers. There's no question about that. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to, you know, you know, Jones is, you know, a good quarterback. And obviously they have the talent of, of Barkley and, you know, and that James. So they have playmakers and, I think that it'll be a challenge for our defense, but I think that the offense needs to again be more creative and open things up. And we need to show a passing game and a and a threat of multiple running options to to you know to confuse the defense. Yeah, and this is a game that's in New York, so you're gonna kind of get away from Soldier Field. I actually think that plays better for the Bears, and I I, I think staying away from the home crowd for Justin after that game going to New York, I think that's a good situation for him. Absolutely, it'll be good to get used to that facility since they play the jets there too <laughs> yeah and like and i think you this is the tougher of the two matchups the jets did get better but this is the tougher of the two matchups i actually think the bears defense is going to get to daniel jones I, yeah. I don't ask me what i've seen on film to make me think that but i do think Jan, daniel jones is is ripe for the picking for this bears defense mm-hmm. saquon barkley is going to have 147 rushing yards yeah the offense is going to be all about saquon I don't yeah. care about Tony or Shepard or any of these other cats in yeah. New York. It's yeah. going to be the Saquon show. So it's what you do to answer because your defense can't stop them. We already know your defense can't stop a running game. So you're going to give up a bunch of yards to him. I'm mm-hmm. under this impression. Now, this is how I'm watching football. Marvelous. Yeah. Multiples of three and six. It's three and six. That's it. Yeah. Are you getting three points? Are you getting six points? Are you getting nothing? Mm-hmm. If you get a bunch of threes, okay, you'll hang around. You're not going to win. You win football games by putting six points on the board. Mm-hmm. And that's how I'm watching this Bears team moving forward, talking about the maturation is, what are you doing in a game like like a, a New York game? Are you getting field goals? Are you only going to 20 to 20? Are you getting touchdowns? That's how you win in the professional league. That's how you win in the NFL. The great teams that go to the playoffs score six points. The good teams, 500 teams, three points. Bad teams, stall on the on the offense in the red zone you're right about that i mean the bears had five scores which could have been 35 instead of 23 if they were all touchdowns <laughs> make them make correct. one of them a touchdown just yeah, right. make one of those three a six 20, 20, Case, <laughs> 27 yeah. <laughs> yeah it changed and that's how i in today's football in modern day football that's how you got to decide some of these games because the sharks are making the lines two and a half half a point nowadays to this giant and cowboy game. So the, the disparities are like, it's right there. It's all parody. So who's scoring field goal, who's making field goals and who's scoring touchdowns. And mm. this giants game is a perfect example of that. Are you good enough against another mediocre team? That's trying to find itself. Are you going to be the team that stalls on the red zone only able to get field goals? Or are you able to score a couple touchdowns? Cause I mm. promise you this, if you get to the red zone, if the giants get to the red zone, Saquon mm-hmm. Barkley is getting into the end zone. That's mm-hmm. a guarantee. So are you three or sixes? That's up to you. And I think that is a, a way to kind of just give our final thoughts. Marvelous yeah. one. Chicago right. Bears moved two to one. Your final yeah. thoughts on our postgame show. <laughs> well, again, a win is a win. You can't, you know, can't be unhappy about that. And like I say, it will be interesting to see what happens going forward. If they are able to make some adjustments and, and get the passing game going against the Giants, I think that will help. And, uh, you know, the, and then the next week, the Minnesota game will be here, and hopefully it will be raining again, because that seems to be our secret sauce. And don't forget, 
When we get to the Jets, they have the resurrected Joe Flacco. <laughs> oh, that's it. Championship for the Meadowlands. Let's go. No, unless Zach Wilson comes in, and I know that yeah. man. Yeah. He's yeah. got some hunting skills if you get my drift. Oh, yeah. that's a bad internet joke. I'm sorry, everybody. But, yeah. um, you go ahead, buddy. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but I'm happy with the win. Let's not you know, be too negative, and let's uh, bask in the glory. And uh, well, I want to see the Giants tomorrow night. I haven't really watched them, so I I won't, I won't make any ju- too many judgments. We know their skill set. We know their skill players. I just want to see study them a little bit more tomorrow night against the Cowboys. You talk about putting pressure on you. If yeah. Cooper Rush goes off, Justin yeah. Fields has no choice but to have a good <laughs> game then. Um, yeah, marvelous. It's a win is a win. It's the NFL better than the opposite, especially when you know your team is not going to get the number one overall pick. Want to mm-hmm. see more from Justin. I think we're going to see more from Justin. I think Bears fans, be patient. Enjoy week to week. Enjoy the roller coaster because this is the fun part of watching your team develop and seeing how it all plays out. Uh, before we get out of here, I also want to make sure a again a happy, wonderful, many more birthdays for the marvelous one, Dan Marver. A shout out to Paul Shavari's parents who were celebrating a wedding anniversary. So mm-hmm. shout out to the Shavaris. Yeah. Devin, Paul, sorry guys, sorry, South Side of Chicago. They will mm-hmm. be putting the White Sox season to rest this episode because uh, it did not end well for the boys on 35th and Shields. And a happy anniversary to my lovely wife celebrating our first year this weekend. Love you, Nicole. Yeah. So with that, we hope you enjoyed this Bears postgame show here on the Sports Cubicle with the birthday boy, the marvelous one, Dan Marver, with Devin Tingle, Paul Shivari, and myself, Mike Mercado. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Sports Cubicle. TV. We have a jam-packed show with you. Thank you all so much for joining us on this edition of the Sports Cubicle on WCPT 820 AM.